You're listening to Past and Present, the Colonial Williamsburg podcast. Hey, welcome to the podcast. I'm Harmony Hunter. Television and movies bring the intrigue and danger of spying to the screen, but nothing could be more exciting than uncovering the real stories of true adventure for yourself. Our guest, Allison Heinbaugh, has joined us from one of my favorite places in Colonial Williamsburg, the John D. Rockefeller Library. Allison, thank you for being here today. Thanks for having me, Harmony. Well, you're a hero. You're a librarian. Tell us what you do at the John D. Rockefeller Library. I am the reference librarian at Rockefeller Library, and I sit on the reference desk a couple hours a day, and I also answer questions from people that give us calls. I answer the email questions that people have for us. Um, so it's a really exciting and interesting job. You really never know what is going to come up within the next five minutes. Uh, what's going to come walking through the door, who's going to pick up the phone, who's going to you know, set their fingers to type out a question, and you really never know what's going to come up next. You're like a research expert. I would like to think so. <laughs> I certainly don't know everything. We librarians like to pretend that we do, but I certainly don't know everything, but we love finding things out you know where to start looking. Well, mm -hmm. what brings you here today is the popularity, the resurgence in popularity of the subject of spies during the American Revolution brought on by a new television series. If mm -hmm. people aren't familiar with this series, could you describe it to us a little bit? It's a television series on the cable channel AMC, and it's called Turn. Um, it's about the true life stories. Um, it's a drama about true life stories that are of people that are participating in the American Revolution, but behind the scenes. So people that you might not have heard of before, you know, you've heard of George Washington and uh, the Marquis de Lafayette, but these are people that uh, really worked to stay behind the scenes. And they're, they're really fascinating individuals, um, not only on the TV show, but in real life. And so we should say Colonial Williamsburg has no affiliation with this series or with the AMC network. That's but true. But it has sparked a lot of curiosity in mm -hmm. Revolutionary Spies, which is where we come to you. Did you see an uptick in requests and questions about uh, spies during the American Revolution? We did see a bit of an uptick, especially right after the premiere. And that's sort of what inspired me to start looking into this a little further um, so that we at the library could be prepared for any questions that we might get from our own interpreters, from the curious public. Um, so it, it's been really interesting looking into these stories. And this curiosity led you to compile a bibliography, which I think is just a neat story in itself that you compiled all these records, but you uncovered some really neat tidbits uh, in the process of it. Let's outline first the bibliography, what you were able to pull together. So the bibliography, I've broken it up into three different sections. One is just general sort of reference things that people have written about spycraft during the Revolutionary War. And this is anything from published materials to uh, even the um, CIA website. If you dare to take a look uh, on the CIA website, they actually do have a history of spycraft during the Revolutionary War. So there's a, a link to that. Um, the second section is about individual people who were involved. So people like George Washington, even characters on the show like Benjamin Talmadge, um, Major John Andre, people like that. And then in the final section is the primary sources section, which is things that were actually written by the people who were involved. Um, and that's been also really fascinating. That must be the most interesting section, I would think. I would agree with you. That's actually probably the one that I've spent the most time on. Because um, once you find these sources, you really start sort of, they're easy to find. They're, they're very easy to find online because there's no copyright on them. They were written long enough ago that uh, they are freely available online, most of them. A simple web search will turn them up. 
and uh, some of them are very readable. I was very surprised at Benjamin Talmadge's memoir. Um, it's, a, it's a very, very readable account. Now, he is very sketchy about his involvement with this spy ring. He sort of vaguely references that he was part of this information-gathering uh, sort of set of correspondence. And that's really all you get out of his memoir. He is still, probably 30 years later, protecting his network, um, keeping their names from going public. One of the other interesting stories that you uncovered was the story of James Armistead Lafayette. Now, this is not an unknown uh, corner of history, but it was a story that you found especially compelling. What do we know about James Armistead? Uh, James Armistead was a slave um, not too far from here in Virginia. Uh, he was the slave of a local plantation owner, William Armistead, and he served as a double agent um, in the final years of the war. So in 1781, he volunteers. Um, with the permission of his master to serve the Patriot cause, and he poses as a runaway slave to the British side. Um, and the really fascinating thing is he can read and write, so he's writing notes back to the Marquis de Lafayette detailing all of this information that he's finding out because the British generals really paid him no attention. They talked about their plans freely in front of him. So he was then just able to write off notes to the Marquis de Lafayette telling them all of their plans. And he was a real key in uh, the Battle of Yorktown and the victory there. So compiling this bi bibliography is almost a bit of, like, it feels almost like it's a bit of spy work on its own, that you have to do this research, you have to dig around, you have to, like, kind of read between the lines. Um, what, what is the method and what is the fun in starting to pull together all these sources and put this picture together? Um, where I started was just sort of going through our online catalog and typing in various uh, keywords and subjects and just seeing what would pop up um, in terms of what we had, in terms of just in general what, um, what, what would come up with the subject searches. And from there I was able to compile what was going on. And it's, it's sort of funny. I do almost feel an affiliation with these spies as a librarian. We, we both deal in information. Um, that is sort of the, <laughs> the, the crux of what we're after. We're after finding out information that somebody else might not know. Now we're a little bit uh, less clandestine in the library. We're very open about our methods, of course, and we're not really doing anything behind the scenes. But uh, that's sort of, I, I almost feel a sort of affiliation with these, these spies because that's really what our business is. Our business is finding out information. Did you learn anything that surprised you? Yeah, so one of the, the really interesting things is that um, spies, by their very nature, are very difficult to track in the historical record. They are obviously trying to stay under the radar. Um, we, what we do know about them, we know either through spies that were caught, or we know about them by they chose later in life to reveal their activities, and some spies even today write books and memoirs that detail what their, their lives were like. Um, and sometimes their evidence comes up even after their deaths. Um, a few members of the Culper Ring, they were not identified positively until the 20th century when people were going through various family records and family papers and discovered that they had an affiliation with this group. Um, so it's this, we're talking 150 years later, uh, these people were not identif positively identified. Um, so that's one of the, the really interesting things is, is how difficult it is to trace these people because by their very nature, 
they are trying not to be recorded. They, um, they are really trying hard not to be seen by anybody and, and definitely not to lose a leave a paper trail. Um, and it's an interesting fact that most of the culpa ring never asked for pensions. They never went to the government and asked for repayment for their services. They continued to live their lives as if they had never done it. Their devotion continued throughout the rest of their lives, their devotion to their cause, but they just kept it to themselves. This is a topic that remains fascinating to people, and of course it's a trade that carries on right up to the present. If people want to learn more about spying and spycraft, either historical or modern, what are some of the sources, what are some of the places they can begin in their own towns or at their own desks? Uh, at their own desks, um, CIA.gov is actually a very good uh, resource. They've done their homework on their own craft. They know the history of their own craft, so they do actually have a history section of spy, historical spying, at least in the United States. Um, and the next place to check out would be your local library. Um, use the bibliography that I have compiled. Um, if anything particularly intrigues you, uh, check out your local library and see if they happen to have a copy. And if not, um, ask them about their interlibrary loan policies. Um, a lot of libraries these days are participating in interlibrary loan, which means that you can request a book from another library that they don't have and they can get it for you and just you can then check it out as if it were a regular book. And you'll find a link to Allison's bibliography at podcast.history.org. Allison, this has been a great chat. I'm so glad you put together this little bibliography that has sparked so much conversation and so much curiosity. Thank you for being here today. Thank you for having me. We're always glad to hear from you. Send comments or suggestions from our webpage at podcast.history.org or find us on Facebook. To support the podcast and other Colonial Williamsburg programs, visit history.org slash donate.